Wake up, hero. And welcome back to Nerdy Thoughts, a podcast where our guest gets to choose a topic they nerd out on for us to discuss. I'm Mimi. And I'm Ted. Thank you so much for joining us today or tonight or this afternoon or this morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. We're very thankful to have you here on another great episode. Uh, how are you doing, Mimi? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm wrapping up the end of the school year. Um, so um, probably by the time this airs, I will be, a, mm, this is sad to think, halfway through my summer vacation, maybe more. Wow. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, but right now it's the end of the school year. So the kids are excited. Um, I'm exhausted and also just excited to see how happy they are. Uh, and I also... Um, usually nothing is ever new for me in my life is pretty much the same. I get up, I work, I stream, I eat, I go to bed. But um, last week I went to go see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child oh, yeah. uh, with a couple friends. Yeah, no way, it was, awesome. yeah, it was really good. Um, I won't speak too much um, on it because who knows, maybe it will be a future episode, but um, I went into it knowing I read the script I didn't love. I didn't love the story. I didn't love the dialogue. Um, I thought it was very cliche, very cheesy. Um, but the production, oh my goodness, amazing! It was magical. Where did you see it? <laughs> um, so I saw it at the Ed Mervish Theater down on Victoria Street in Toronto. Wow, nice, beautiful um, place. It was, yeah, it was gorgeous. Um, it. Just the way that they, you know, the transitions and the way that they were able to do the magic, like it really felt like it, you know, I know that it was all tech behind the scenes work, but it just didn't feel like it, like it, it was absolutely incredible. So, I mean, like I said, the story, I, it's not canon to me, it never will be, um, <laughs> but if don't let that stop you, if, if you are one of those people that read the script and was like, nope, I don't like this just for the costumes and the production and the way that they did the transitions and the magic and everything like that. Like it was so worth it. Was it, uh, <laughs> was it everything that you'd want from like, do you get the the same experience of magic that you get from the movies on stage? Like, do you still feel, cause I know theater in itself, you can get a real feeling of magic in there. Did they, did they get that in the stage production? They did. Wow. Nice. They, they really did. And I mean, you know, they they had the Dementors and, and they had um, the entrance to the Ministry of Magic through the phone booth and and they had Polyjuice Potion um, transitions and, and all of it was just so well done. Like, you know, like going into it, I was like, how are they going to bring magic to real life? Um, and they did. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's really all I can all I can say about it for now. Who knows? Um, if you had to choose. Maybe you'll see it one day. I might, but if you had to choose between <laughs> stage productions of Harry Potter things, would you prefer that or Harry Potter musical? You had to sit down and watch. Ooh, okay. So I've never seen a Harry Potter musical. <gasps> it's free on YouTube. I know. I know. Oh, trust me, it's on my to do list oh, yeah. this summer. Yeah. Um, I I'm gonna say it, I would be partial to a Harry Potter musical just because I adore musicals mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so having that aspect it, it's they're so hard to say though because it's like they're so different it's like what what would my mood be you know like i might be in the mood for a more serious like bring me back to hogwarts type um production one day but then also be like yeah let's let's listen to them make fun of <laughs> Harry Potter a little bit in this musical because as much as I love Harry Potter I know I know like what a Harry Potter musical <laughs> yeah. uh, does for it and in, in the way that it makes fun of it and and everything like that um as long as I'm thinking of the right one that's the one with Darren Chris no You're correct yep yeah okay yeah so yeah like just the the humor that they put into that um it I, from what I've heard is just so good. And and I, you know, I'm not one of those fans of Harry Potter that gets offended when people make fun of it. Like I, I appreciate when um, people find plot holes and things that seem silly and everything like, like that. I'm, I'm never too defensive of my fandom. So nice. it, I think it would depend on my mood. What, uh, what one I would choose to watch. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. But what's going on with you? Oh, not that much. Not that much. Um, 
my partner and I have been watching Stranger Things, the new season. Uh, we're not quite. Have you finished through. it yet? Yeah, we've got two and a half more episodes. We're on episode mm. seven, six, five. We're halfway through episode five. Ooh, oh my gosh. And the last one is like the length of a movie. Oh. So. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to need you. Yeah, I'm going to need you to text me when you're done okay. so we can discuss because I don't have anyone in my life that I can talk to about it right now <laughs> because everyone I know has either hasn't watched it or is in the midst of watching it oh. and hasn't finished. And I don't want to talk about anything about it in fear of like spoiling it. Oh, it's um, so good. It's like every episode yeah. is just like, okay, so now let's just watch the first couple minutes of the next episode. Then that episode goes by and you're like, okay, we'll just watch the first couple of... But the thing, we, we were saying this yesterday, there's so much going on in this season without any spoilers so at all. You could make a, an episode, because there's seven episodes, you could make an episode by just cutting all the different parts from each episode of each storyline together and they would all make their own hour-long episode. Yep. It's so true. It's so and if good. you think about it too, I think each episode is like over an hour. It's like yeah. an hour, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then the last one is an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's insane. Honestly, I'm, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so I'm just like dying to talk to someone um, about it because – it's just so much to unpack. Oh, well, you'll be hearing from me soon then because I can't stop watching oh, it. Good. We only had to stop oh, because good. it was 4 a.m. I'm I'm actually like, I'm so excited that the second part comes out, I believe, on Canada Day, so July 1st. So I will be on summer vacation. So I'm going to, you better believe, just binge probably the whole second half <laughs> of uh, <laughs> of this season in like one day. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. No, but that's that's pretty much it. Uh, my, my partner and I have also started going on walks around our neighborhood, which is quite nice because I live in this beautiful old Victorian home community uh, and the weather has been <gasps> oh. lovely. So it's just been nice little walks and uh, uh, lovely little Stranger Things episodes. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, could you – you can't really ask for more, could you? Like oh, no. A beautiful town, beautiful weather, beautiful girl – Life beautiful, is life beautiful is show. All right, right now, I would say that. Yeah, life is all right right now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's pretty much what's been going on in in my life. Uh, yeah, so uh, we've got someone on that we're speaking to today. That's speaking about something that uh, I think we both enjoy at least a little bit, uh, or have some fondness for. Uh, uh, who are who are we speaking to today, uh, Mimi? Yeah, so this week on Nerdy Thoughts, we have Madison, um, also known as Nintendo Licious, here to talk about Nintendo. I know, shocker. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I would have no clue. <laughs> I know. I was just telling some friends recently that sometimes people come to my page and they get so confused. They have no idea what my Instagram's about. Nintendo Licious, what could it be? Who knows? <laughs> It's definitely about like PlayStation, yeah, Xbox, yeah, yeah, PC gaming. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Real Nothing. Nintendo hater over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but what I would love to start with is the story of how you got into gaming because I've always found it incredibly adorable. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, so I am what some might call a second generation gamer. My mom said that today when I was talking to her to get some stories. So my mom was a gamer. She is a gamer still. Uh, but she was gaming in the 80s. Uh, we had an Atari. We had an NES. And actually, my mom proposed to my dad while playing Pac-Man at a bar. Absolutely. No way. Adorable. Yes. <laughs> so uh, she was playing. It was one of those tabletop ones where you can, like, set your drink in it. And, like, that's, like so madison if i can set my drink in a cup holder and play a game in a bar i'm happy you can leave me alone i will be great uh, and she says to my dad if i win this next pac-man game then you have to marry me <laughs> and i honestly think that 25 cents going into that machine is the reason i'm here in a game <laughs> i mean very bold of her very bold and so modern for the times, right? Yes. Ahead of ahead of her time, for sure. People still freak out today when women propose to men. Um, but back then, woo, 
I mean... And over a game of Pac-Man, too. Talk about breaking the mold. Yeah, I should write a short play about it for sure, like a little 10-minute. You actually should. You actually... What you should do is create a reel uh, about it. Oh, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't done that. Yeah, recreate that. People would love that. <laughs> Definitely. That's um, a great story. So, so what was the game that, like, what was the first game that you played? The first game I ever if you, played? If you remember. I do remember. Um, so it was The Legend of Zelda. The beautiful gold shiny cartridge called out to me as a child. Uh, <laughs> but my mom was really good at that game. My babysitter next door was named Jeff. He he used to come over and babysit me and he would beat um, Super Mario Bros. in a whole in a night every time he babysat me. And what? so I thought he was like a god. Like I was like, this guy is so cool. Um, <laughs> um but because of him and my mom, like at five years old, I was already beating The Legend of Zelda. And I just remember like what a magical world it was. Like where you bomb in that game, there's not cracks in the wall. You just you just throw bombs wherever, every which way. It's so wild. <laughs> <laughs> You're throwing those bombs willy nilly. <laughs> bam, bam. Is this a hole? Is this a hole? And there wasn't the internet. We couldn't look up these spoilers. You just had to like explore. And I, and I think that's so awesome. Um, it's, it's funny you mention like how you couldn't look up these things. Cause I was actually just watching a documentary on Netflix and I'm really bad with the names of things. So I'm not going to remember what it's called. It's like level up or game. Oh, I don't know. Yes. But they were talking about how like, yeah, pre-internet you, they would have call centers. So people would have these binders of like cheats and the walkthrough of the game. And you would have to call this number and you'd get patched into someone and they'd have to like flip through and like try and memorize this binder to help you get through that part of a game. And I think that's like insane that that, you know, like we are, we're so spoiled these days. Yeah. And not only that, but we used to have to like write things down and make maps. Like you'd have to write down hints in, from the Zelda games and you draw like your own maps of the dungeons and the worlds. And yeah, we definitely, we're definitely living a cush life now. Yeah, like I get like slightly inconvenienced in a game. And I'm like, well, <laughs> here we go. Whatever game I'm playing, walk through. <laughs> you can even watch someone do it before on YouTube. Just like if you can, you can see exactly where they step, when they hit the buttons. Just let them do a ghost mode before you go through it. And not even that. You can watch idiots like try to play games the fastest on YouTube. And like, oh, yeah. Isn't that kind of the opposite of why we play video games? Like I think so, I yeah. I don't really care if you can meet, beat Breath of the Wild in five minutes. Like, I don't think that's impressive. Did you play Breath of the Wild if you only played it for five minutes? You know what I, I mean? mean they, I, yeah. I mean, they obviously had to have played it to figure that out. <laughs> right. But, yeah. I'm like, who are you impressing? Who's like, You're not experiencing yeah, the game. No, what's going to impress me is when you find all of the little secrets that like absolutely every little hidden easter egg that you can that's what's going to impress me not that you can blow through this in five minutes you know you know, you know what i mean yeah. it's not about speed over here for us yeah. take your time <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right so zelda zelda was the first game um that you played and obviously beat i'm assuming um yes. and i actually found out recently that Lynels are in The Legend of Zelda. You know the big, ugly, terrible Lynels in Breath of the Wild? They're like half half man, half beast, half horse. I'm going to have to look. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes. They are in The Legend of Zelda. They're these, they're like white and blue and they have a sword in front of their body. And they were, they were jerks back then. And they're jerks now, and I had no idea. They've been tormenting my me my whole life. Oh my god! Oh man, secretly tormenting you your yeah. whole life. And you've been taking them out your whole life. Yeah, I have. Watch out, Lionels. <laughs> <laughs> what What is your favorite? Um, just keeping on the Zelda track for right now. Do you have like a favorite character or like species of characters in in the Zelda world? Yeah, I love Koroks. I know a lot of people hate nice. on them. But 
And I understand why that can be frustrating in Breath of the Wild. You have to find like a million of them (laughs) and they're always laughing at you. And when you find them, you know, you don't get a very great prize. Uh, (laughs) uh, But it, they're from Wind Waker and I love them in Wind Waker and they're such like an integral part of that story. And they, I love Makar and I think he's just so cute with his instrument. And I just, yeah. I just love them. They're just so wholesome. No, I love when they so get together cute. and dance. Yeah. They know how to party. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we like to party. We like, we like to party. <laughs> and I also think, I found recently I must have like a weird thing for tree creatures because I also love like baby Groot. And, <gasps> like, baby Groot is the best. When he's doing his little like dance to Michael Jackson <laughs> and he like freezes anytime someone looks at him. That's my favorite scene in all Avengers movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good. Any of the Marvel movies, anything, nothing beats baby Groot dancing in the end credits. <laughs> so cute. Oh, that's amazing. I... I mean, I've played, I sucked up Breath of the Wild. I, I'll be honest, I didn't finish it. Um, I I have that condition where if I'm not instantly good at something, I give up on it quite easily. Um, oh, being a human. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I, I have the human condition. Yeah. Um, so I I really like, I think I got to the first temple um, and, and I just, I, got stuck in a in a place and I couldn't get through it. Um I've I've played quite a few of the Zelda games though for like DS and 64. I'm really bad with names, so I, I really couldn't tell you what ones that I've done. Um but I've always liked the Gorons, if I'm saying yeah. that right. Because they're always just so like happy and like, oh you found like Yeah. Here. Gorons are definitely high on my list too. They are. They're just happy. They're just yeah. happy. Um, Ted, have you played any of the Zelda games or do you have opinions on characters? (laughs) Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My second game was uh, Oracle of Ages for the Game Boy Color. Um, Oh, nice. Yeah. And I remember playing that and being so confused as to do anything. I think uh, my dad had to help me find the power bracelet by defeating that weird like pumpkin ghost thing. Uh, I played Wind Waker. Loved Wind Waker. I played... uh, what was that one that came out with the Wii uh, Twilight Princess? Yes. That was an insanely good game. Um, it's also gorgeous. Like, I think people overlook it a lot, but artistically, it was like a beautiful game. Oh, yeah. I played uh, the, what was it? The Minish Cap for the DS. Mm-hmm. That was like a weird side game. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked Legend of Zelda. It's probably... My second favorite franchise, just behind Pokemon. It's uh, it's right up there. You just named so many games that I didn't even know existed in the in the Zelda universe. Oh. <laughs> Actually, that brings up um, because they re-release a lot of the games often, and I got the uh, on the I had the 3DS for a while, and they released some of the classic Legend of Zelda games, and uh, I played you know the Legend of Zelda and Link's Awakening, and I love the mechanic because it's a side scroller. Uh, when it's not like a top-down like map game, you have to go side-scroll dungeon, and when you have full health, uh, when you shoot, when you use your sword, it shoots at a little beam forward, and like uh, it's a projectile weapon. I remember playing that? That game is so difficult, and that actually brings up an interesting point about Nintendo games: is the old-school Nintendo difficulty. Have you noticed mm. that the the difficulty of uh, Legend of Zelda games has really changed? Uh, the puzzles, I wouldn't say, are are much less difficult but maybe it's just something about the mechanics but there's something about old school nintendo games that made them the hardest games in the world yeah and and there's something to be said for that i definitely believe you and i find that to be true but then also we were kids so there's like (laughs) there's two things weighing in true and and perhaps even three things being (laughs) graphics because there were some graphics that it's like is that a human i'm looking at or is that like a melted blob of jello. No, no. <laughs> no, it's it's true. And I, I actually thought that about um the new Pokemon games. I I was like, are these easier or am I just not 10 years old anymore? And I have Oh no, objectively 20... the new ones are easier. Yeah, I mean yeah. objectively I think they are, but um yeah, I remember watching um like the creator of Nintendo uh, just or the creator of Mario and he was just saying how like they came up with the game and how they had to like each level 
they had to like progress in difficulty. So like you had to kind of go through like with those, with the little stairs, it's like, okay, the first one, if you drop down, you're going to be fine. But then the next one, there's a hole and it's like all like pretty much just like scaffolding you into like learning how to play the game. Um, nice. And I've just never like, you know, as a kid, you never really think about like what goes into making the game and how to progress it and how to like, you know, teach people how to play the game as well um and then you know watching all these documentaries and stuff i'm like there's a lot that goes into this yeah and i guess there is a fourth factor to why nes games are harder than newer games those are some of the first video games that were ever made like yeah so there's that factor of us figuring out ah humans are too dumb for that we really we need to (laughs) we need to dumb this one down that was too hard yeah no, it's it's so true. Um, I I feel like I was a little bit later into the game. Like I don't think I started. My first system was like was the was the NES um, with the Duck Hunt, and I'm sure that that was the game I am most familiar with because it came with the system. So um, we didn't have a lot of games. It was that one and, and Mario. Um, but I'm just thinking like I don't I'm trying to think of like how old I was when we first got it because. I was, or maybe I was around like five or six. I don't know. I'm like the worst. I don't think I could ever like write a autobiography about myself. I don't remember things, but um, I remember Duck Hunt being like one of the, well, the first game that I played, um, which is probably the case for a lot of people <laughs> just because it's the one that came. <laughs> right. Did y'all have the orange Duck Hunt gun or the gray one? I want to say that I had orange, but now I'm questioning myself. No, go with your gut. I still have my original one. It is in my <gasps> room right now. Oh, my goodness. You're going to have to send me a picture of that um, later. It's orange. I have the orange one. Ted, did you have a duck hunt gun? No, I'm a little bit younger. I, I didn't. Uh, I came around the Game Boy generation. I'm Ted. I'm forget. beautiful and young. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Get out of here, Ted. No, <laughs> no, no. My, uh, you my, old hag. <laughs> the new system when I was a kid was the Sega Genesis. And my cousin had like, uh, what was that? Uh, 007 game. Um, Goldeneye. And he kept killing me. And that was my exposure to video games. <laughs> Golden- wait, wait, wasn't Goldeneye for 64? Definitely. Uh, yeah, I but wanna, I don't want to correct a host, you know. <laughs> no, it was for the sixty-four for sure. But I, uh, well, maybe he was. Maybe he had both because he also had Sonic, and Sonic was okay. a Sega exclusive. Yes, so maybe yeah. he had both. But I remember playing Odd Job and him kicking my butt. Yeah, I, I would assume he probably had both systems. And I remember Golden. I was so bad at that. And like again, because it was like something I wasn't used to. I'm like, I don't like this game. Give me Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Mario Kart and Mario Party, which I already know how to play. They're just different games and tracks now. <laughs> like, I was such a brat. That's still okay. Am. Still am, maybe a little bit. But. <laughs> With our NES, we had the Power Pad, which was like um, basically like the first DDR mat. <laughs> I want to put it that way. It was like a mat that you plugged in, and there was like six buttons big buttons one side was blue one side was red and our nintendo came with a cartridge that had three games on it it was mario duck hunt and this track game (gasps) and the power pad was for the track game and i loved it there was like all these track events you could run on it you could jump Um, and my sister and i thought it was so cool but we'd like gotten this fight about it i don't even know what the fight was was it about who could be red and who could be blue because it's two player (laughs) so who knows um but my dad got so mad at us and he took it away and he put it up in this closet and he like never gave it back again like years later i don't think i saw it again until i was an adult oh my god do you think that was on purpose or do you think he just legit forgot that he put it up there Maybe a little both. I can see both in my dad, like him being just extra spiteful, but also him just being like absent-minded. Oh my gosh. So that, like, so it was like track and field, like games, yes. like running. So it's like the original, like Wii Sports type thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. They stole wow. them themselves. They were like, hey, do you remember that track game that didn't take off that nobody knows except for Madison? Yeah. <laughs> Let's remake that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's add in baseball because now we have the the censored controllers. Actually, I just got um a Wii again um recently and I've just been having a blast with it. And I've got so many games for it just from like thrifting and stuff. Like I don't even know where to start. It's so funny you said that because I just visited my mom last week and she has her Wii plugged in all the time and we played it and I miss it. Like the Wii, I was just thinking, was like the golden age of Nintendo because everyone had one. Everyone was a gamer. You could talk to mm. anyone about gaming, like coworkers, grandmas, my in-laws, like everyone had a Wii or played a Wii. Yeah. And it was just like for me, like, I don't know, like if so, it seems so revolutionary, like with the censored controllers, like you could play baseball and like the Mario Party game, like there was like the baseball one where you had to swing the controller and hit the bat and... Like I just I just recently played it with a friend and I was just like, this is so much fun. <laughs> I like the like way now- it opened it up to people who didn't typically play video games. Like people who yes. like, for example, my parents who never played video games, they could play Wii Music, that little bells game, and they, they were killing themselves laughing. Uh, or someone would pick up like, you know, baseball or bowling and it made sense. You know, you could just play a video game and it was novel and fun. Yeah. I worked at it- Old Navy and like one time they were like, everyone gets 15 minutes today to play Wii Bowling and whoever wins gets this gift card, like at work. I mean, that, it was just a magical time. You could connect with everybody. Yeah, we actually had one at um, a daycare that I worked at um, and exactly. they would play like Dance Dance Revolution, like, you know, because you'd, you'd hand one kid the controller and and they would off they'd go. And it was like great for summertime when you had all of like the school age kids there all day (laughs) that weren't used to being there all day (laughs) and needed some sort of outlet but um yeah no it was it was great like I'm I'm excited to like you know I'm on summer vacation soon and I'm excited to to explore it uh more when I have have the time to do so (laughs) because didn't couldn't you also I could be this might not be the right system but couldn't you also like record yourself during dance dance revolution was there a camera that that's was on that? the Connect on the Xbox 360. Oh, okay. And it is so funny. Any Connect game, it will take pictures of you. So, like in Connect Adventures, <laughs> you're like jumping in the air on this roller coaster like an yeah. idiot, and you just look so <laughs> stupid. And the pictures were my favorite part. That I was gonna say, that's my favorite part about uh like I couldn't remember if it was Wii or Xbox, but um that was and just like watching yourself do the dancing like back and it's like so choppy because the video quality is not that great on it. <laughs> like you just look yes. like such a fool. <laughs> but you can play get you can play GameCube games on your Wii. Yes. Yep. Backwards so that's compatibility. Exciting. That's <laughs> for, I forgot about that. I have some GameCube games too. Hello. But it always kind of scares me to put a GameCube game in my Wii just because of the disc size difference. Right? Like, I'm like, please come back out. Please give it back to me when I'm done. (laughs) That's an expensive game now. (laughs) Yeah, right? Oh my God. The cost of games these days is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, Like, even just like. I'm saving them up. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Because nothing ever, and nothing goes on sale for Nintendo, like, ever. Like, Pokemon games are still 60 bucks. <laughs> that ones that came out like two years ago. Um, Melee but. never dropped in price. I remember like when Melee came out, everyone had it. I wanted it. I was late to the GameCube game. <clears throat> and uh, so so when it when I went to the secondhand like games section, it was still 40, 50 bucks. Yeah, and I was like, man, this thing, this never, this never drops in price, and it's still, it's just gone up since. Like, <laughs> an original coffee is expensive now. Yeah, no, it's it's the price of video games is is has always been ridiculous, but I miss being able to uh, rent them. Um, yeah, I think was it were we talking? It might have been Roger actually that we were talking to about this. Um, but just the that going to to the store um and getting video games and like I remember going to like a cottage for a week in the summer and going to Blockbuster and renting Mario Party because at night or on rainy days, me and my siblings would sit around and play Mario Party or Mario Kart and pass the time that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. but. Yeah, my, Roger Sage is obsessed with Blockbuster and renting things. So it definitely 
was him probably. I, I feel like it's gotta be. I mean, you're also only the third guest that we've had on. So if it wasn't him and it definitely wasn't you, it was it was the great collector. But <laughs> someone that we've talked to in the past, we discussed Blockbuster. <laughs> the first um so my mom and I would always get the new Nintendo console when we um when it came with a Zelda game. Like that was how we did it. Because nice. eventually they would like release it where it came with a game. And so when we got the Super Nintendo, it came with A Link to the Past, which is the greatest game of all time. Um, And it was the tiny Super Nintendo. I think it's called the Super Nintendo Junior, but it's like way cuter. If you guys look it up, it's cuter than the regular Super Nintendo. That's a bulky little console. Uh, And my mom was like, I'll (laughs) buy this, but you have to buy another game. And so I bought Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo for $20. (gasps) <gasps> oh, let's go. I mean, that's how much games were. The $20. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. And back then, though, that probably was, like, a, a lot, lot of money. A lot more, but not... Yeah, but I not, you know, $110 yeah. after taxes. Right. Oh, my gosh. This little junior Super Nintendo is so cute. And I still have it. See, I wish I had, like, because I had all, like, you know, I had that... Uh, the the NES and the Super Nintendo and the GameCube and the 64 and they're all gone because like a fool no I got rid of them. No they were going to be worth anything because at the time they were just plastic you know what I mean like pr- plastic deteriorates you see all your appliance deteriorate you can't sell your toaster again so I, <laughs> that was my thinking like I'm not I'm not selling it's my not- microwave <laughs> Ted, Ted there's not crumbs in my Super Nintendo though you know like, <laughs> yeah. the toaster's kind of fakey like that's true that's true you can give it a good hosing down as long as you unplug it first (laughs) oh my god though but do you remember having to blow into the like this uh the 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 cartridges for nintendo to get it to work actually ours was so finicky at one point in time that we had a this is so embarrassing okay uh for my family's nintendo next to it we had a sock because you (laughs) you it didn't work if you put the game all the way in you had to kind of like have it kind of popped out and the sock in to hold it at that weird angle and then it would work. Oh my god. <laughs> so we all we blew in our cartridge and then we had to stuff a sock in it. So it was real classy. <laughs> oh Stick my god. That's fantastic. Yeah, that takes on a whole new meaning now for me if someone says that to me. <laughs> I'm just gonna picture a Nintendo system with a sock halfway out of it. Yeah. Oh my no god. No big deal. Have you noticed That's... that Nintendo systems uh, went from cartridge to disc back to cartridge now? I mean, as much as things are moving mostly digital download, but they've decided that the chip is the right format for their video games. Yeah. Uh, Roger and I were talking about this on our show recently about how, like, what's the next move? What's what's it going to look like next, you know? Um, is it going to get smaller? Because that seems irresponsible. Like, I can just swallow this game. <laughs> <Right>? or <laughs> it's gonna they're just gonna be like a set of glasses with like a little insert like right there like little pill size that you just pop in micro sd card it sounds crazy irresponsible but i accidentally swallowed mario kart today guys i'm so sorry (laughs) we're gonna have have to wait a few hours (laughs) might be a day or so but i'll I'll be back online soon (laughs) oh my god no it's it's true that like yeah they went and from massive cartridges to these little tiny, like, it's insane to think about how how much they can fit onto those little cartridges. Because when you think True. back to, like, how big they had to be and how bad the graphics, like, you know, like, how, like they couldn't fit a lot even on those huge cartridges. And now it's, like, you know, maybe the size of two of my thumbnails and it's, like, breath of the wild like this huge beautiful open world with the insane graphics and music and (laughs) like i was actually i was i was even just watching um like i was watching the newest season of stranger things and they were trying to convince this character to hack in somewhere and the way that they were trying to get her to do it without knowing what they were actually up to they're like yeah, Nintendo's coming out with a, a secret like a new secret system and it's gonna be it's 16 bits (laughs) 
<laughs> and she's like, 16 bets? Oh, my God. Like, like just so, like, mind blown, like, at how much better that was going to be. And then, you know, you just – you think of what it looks like now. And it's like you could literally – I feel like sometimes I could just walk into my TV and be there. Like, that's how crystal clear it is. It's not, like Madison said earlier, this little blob of jelly. <laughs> yeah. Human? <laughs> On the point of the development of Nintendo, they like to do motion sensor controls. They like to put their gamers in the game. Do you foresee some future where Nintendo goes into the XR world, augmented or virtual reality? They tried a little bit with the 3DS, but maybe a VR Switch add-on or a new system that takes advantage of VR in some way? I mean, Nintendo's always pushing the boundaries and getting... um, I would say they're whimsical, like is a good way to put it. And that is interesting, the 3DS. I mean, that that was like a bold move. I like that you could adjust it because I know it was not for everybody's mm-hmm. taste. Some people got headaches. But I think as a whole, it'll be interesting to see where gaming goes. I think the little kid in us all thinks like, yep, virtual reality, that's how we're all going to be. Like we think of the Jetsons, we think of like <laughs> futuristic things and we're like, that's what it's going to be. Um, and I just, I think as humans, whatever we predict, it's going to be the total opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it's never what you think. But it will be interesting to see where it goes. I just remember using the DS and I think it was a Zelda game I was playing and you actually had to like blow in to the speaker to like yes. activate. And I thought mm-hmm. like I was on, I was on the go train going to visit my then boyfriend in Hamilton where he went to school. And I'm like sitting on the train like, <sighs> blowing into my DS. There are a few games that utilize that mic for blowing. And yes, which is funny because mostly if you're handheld gaming, you're probably in public. And it's so embarrassing to secretly blow on your DS. It's so stupid and also a little dirty. Yeah. yeah. But that... Very adult feature. It is. (laughs) But that game, and I don't remember. I'm. You could maybe tell me what Zelda game it was. Um, I had I had been working the that day, and I went and I bought the DS and the Zelda game just to play it because it was like a two and a half hour train ride, and I got so into it. At one point, I like looked up to stretch my neck, and this guy was looking over at me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like he probably thinks I'm staring at him because I like looked over that way, and then like maybe twenty minutes later, he gets up. And like gets my attention and he was an artist. And because I was so focused, he drew me Wow! and he gave me the drawing and signed it. And he was like, hopefully it'll be worth something one day. And it was just this picture of me playing. I do. It's somewhere. I know I kept it. It's in a box somewhere. But I was just like, this is so cool. And I went to my boyfriend. He's like, that's really creepy. And I was like, no, he gave me the drawing. It's not like he kept it. Like, yeah. That's the line, right? If he had kept it, well, you know what? Actually, I'm an actor and a performer and an artist, and I just love that gesture. I think that is really cool. Like he he was he was he liked what he saw. He was inspired by you. It wasn't like he was like a stalker, right? Yeah, like <laughs> he I gave mean, it to you. Yeah, and he could have drawn me and and not given it to me, and I would have been none the wiser. Like, but exactly. you know, like I I if I was. You know, if I could draw, I'd be out here drawing people all the time and not in a creepy way, but just because like, I just wish I could draw. <laughs> exactly. Same. I uh, I wish I was more of a visual artist and not a performer. I mean, I love being a performer, but I do wish yeah. I could draw something pretty. <laughs> right? More than just like my stick figure that <laughs> the kids at work are like, that's so good. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you have no idea yet. <laughs> Benefits of working with children. Yes, they think I'm awesome at everything. <laughs> um, what are some What are some other gaming series or maybe just one offs that like have really stuck out in your mind? Um, besides Zelda, which is like my ultimate series, I live for Paper Mario. Mm. Um, oh, cool. Paper Mario is, first of all, a gorgeous series. Just a, I love these artsy games, these crafty games that have come out, like um, Yoshi and Kirby all have these yarn and crafty games, and I think that's lovely. It's just an interesting way to um, 
give artists a different way to like express themselves in these games and develop things. But Paper Mario has such humor. It is just like Mario elevated. There is such like just a beautiful sarcasm to it. Um, and it's just such a lovely concept, um, being able to manipulate Mario in like a 2D setting. And they do a lot with like origami. And I was going to ask how you, f- how you feel because Origami King is, is the one that just came out. Um, how, or is it Origami King? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, how did you feel? Because I played it. Like, I love the Paper Mario um, games as well. I actually just started playing it again on the Nintendo Switch on the um, N64 uh, one that they have on there now. But yes. um, I don't like the boss battles in Origami King. The boss battles or the fight mechanics? Maybe like, it's the... F- fight mechanic i don't like the spinning thing that you have to like so i love the bosses in origami king they are spoiler if anyone wants to cover their ears um the office supplies which is just hilarious yes you get to fight a stapler you get to fight pencils you get to fight tape love that the mechanics in this paper mario are unlike any of the previous games um it is a wheel and you have to align things a certain way to get the right moves on the right area. And not only do you have to spin the wheel, you have to shift the rows. And yes, it puts such anxiety in me. And I died more than I ever do because I just couldn't even get it to where I needed to to fight. Like, I think there are people whose brains work that way. And there are people who don't because some people are like, it was fun and easy. And I'm like, I didn't know where to put my guy. (laughs) Same. And you're being timed. And it's just like the the countdown. And if you don't, or like sometimes I'll like have it where I think I want it. And then I hit the Joy-Con by accident and it moves. And then the timer runs out. And I'm like, no, that's not where I wanted it to go. My mind doesn't work like that, though. I can't, I can't see like five steps ahead. So I can't see where the, the arrow is going to take him of the rows yeah i have no idea what that's going to do and the timer didn't help i wish there was like a different option for that i'm yeah I beat that game and i'm surprised that i beat it with that <laughs> mechanic that i somehow did it there was a lot of like frustration and quitting mm-hmm. uh, breaks yeah i'm on i'm on one right now <laughs> and it's been that way for months i haven't come back because i got so fed up you said you're playing the 64 one? Um, I'm playing, I, yeah. So I just, I started playing it um, last week, but only for, I maybe played it for like a half an hour. And I, I just, this week has been extremely busy um, just with, I mean, you also teach, so you know, it's just like the end of the school year. It's, I'm exhausted at the end of the day. I'm usually just like sitting in front of the TV watching like YouTube videos, not really processing what's going on. <laughs> I'm also playing the 64 Paper Mario. I'm at the very end, though. But I'm, like, sitting on it because I do this annoying thing where I leave games at the end because I don't want them to finish. So then I just let it sit there. Uh, The fear of commitment to endings. (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard, though. Like, when you find a game that you really like and the story is fantastic and, like, you know, the graphics are cool and everything, it's – it is hard to to let that go because you don't know when another one's going to come along that's going to captivate you like that. Especially if it's part of a series because, like, you never know when the next one of a series is going to come out. <laughs> exactly. It could yeah. be the last. Right? Like, you never know. Like, I, <laughs> I read this thing so one day that was like, one day you signed into MSN for the last time and you didn't know it. <laughs> just like, I've wow. seen these. Like that about a few other things. And now it has me like reflecting on life. Like, yeah. is this the last time I'm going to do this? I don't know. I right? don't know. <laughs> like you have no idea when something's going to go like out. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, and it's like you can't even play Duck Hunt right now if you wanted to unless you have an old TV. Like you can't yeah. play it. You you have to have a TV just for Duck Hunt. And for a while, I did. I carried it around. I called it the Duck wow. Hunt TV. <laughs> I live in a smaller apartment now, so I don't have my Duck Hunt TV. But I'll get a new one eventually. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. 
<laughs> you had a TV especially for Duck Hunt. Gaming, it's a lifestyle, you know? It is a lifestyle. <laughs> it's an expensive one, but it's a lifestyle. I feel like make it your whole personality. Is that all you are? Um, <laughs> this is a themed account, bro. So yeah, it's my whole personality. Oh, I, you got to love the haters. I the do. people that the people I'm that just come on to try I'm and collecting tear you these down. comments. Good. Yeah. Yes. Good. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with them yet. I have a few ideas, but yeah, that is a lifestyle too, right? The haters. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Like people that just come on to like say something mean, and I'm like, would you say that to my face? Probably I mean, if you, I mean, if if you would, uh, kudos, I guess. But like, still <laughs> not not cool. <laughs> Speaking of the of the trolls and the the negative Nancys out there, there's a lot of uh, I remember going through high school at least there was a lot of contention between the guys over what kind of game system you played. Were you a Nintendo or an Xbox or a PlayStation person? I remember at least the connotations going through high school where uh, Xbox was for boy games like uh, Halo and Mass Effect and whatever you wanted to do over there, and Nintendo was for kids games and girl games and i only ever played nintendo i didn't have an xbox i didn't have a playstation so i didn't get that because i mean i'm sitting right here i've got call of duty modern warfare 3 for the wii uh i mean but but there was that whole gender divide of girl games and boy games you know what i mean and so do you have that kind of thought growing up did that affect you at all um it did not affect me growing up and i don't know if it's because i was from a smaller town like my graduating class was a hundred people Wow. Um, or I don't know if it's because I've always kind of been like a weird theater kid that doesn't give an F what people think. So I might not have even noticed, you know, um, but I definitely see a lot of it now on Instagram and a lot of gatekeeping of what's gaming and what's not and who's a gamer. And I think people mm. take themselves too seriously, like girls playing games in pink headphones and only playing Animal Crossing. They're gamers. Yeah. People that play games on their phone are gamers. People that only play one kind of game are gamers. Like, there's no need to like gatekeep this term. And it's, we're just all here to have fun. And that's yeah. what it's for. And it doesn't matter how you game or what you're playing, you're a gamer. And Nintendo Licious is here to accept you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it is interesting how I have heard about, you know, only girls play Nintendo. In fact, one one of my good friends on Instagram messaged me and was like, oh, I'm so glad you're on here because um, I don't have any guy friends by me that play Nintendo. They think it's weird. And so, like, he connected to me through that. So I do think that still goes on. Yeah? Do you, do you yeah. think Nintendo embraces that? Or, or do you think they're trying to move away from that? Um, I, I think Nintendo knows who their target audience is. There are men, there are plenty of men that play Nintendo. Totally. Um, <laughs> right. I'm with one. And, um, <laughs> and I think it just goes back to what kind of games they want to be producing and creating. And I think they've always been about the fun and mm-hmm. the whimsy, like I said earlier. And you know what? So I think some people grow up too fast. Mm-hmm. I think people think being an adult looks like one way and they don't allow themselves to have fun and to remember what it's like to have fun and to be free. And we don't need to put ourselves in a boring adult box. You don't need to do that. No, you really don't have that identity. I love that their games are fun. I love that they have family games and they have games that you can sit down with your kids and play. You can, you definitely can. I'm not, I'm a, I am a one dog family. I do not have kids. Um, but I will play all those games. I'm all about it. No, I'm, I'm the same. Like I, I, I'm a one dog family as well, but like, it's, it's nice that I can, you know, go over to my sisters and play these games with my niece and my nephew and we can bond over that. And even honestly, it helps with my job, you know, like I teach kindergarten students and their, you know, Nintendo is usually their first introduction to video gaming and I can talk Pokemon and Mario and and all of these different games with them and I feel like it helps them see me as like human and not just like this authority figure that's there to like tell them what to do. <laughs> but I think like being a Nintendo fan is like an immediate 
community. Like if I see someone walking down the street with Mario on their shirt, I can stop and talk to them and they will stop and talk to me. And like, there's just so much, like if someone likes Nintendo, you have an immediate thing where you can connect. Yeah. It's, it's, it's true. Like, I mean, even think about like, cause Pokemon is Nintendo, right? And like, just even just that community there in itself is um, huge. And I would say like, with, with Pokemon as well, it's, that is for all ages these days. I mean, I think it always was, but yeah, like I think I had someone actually and kind of going back to, you know, like people gatekeeping and stuff. And I don't think this person was doing that. I think they were like trying to be playful, but they asked me if I'd watched the new trailer for the, for the Pokemon game coming out and I haven't had a chance yet. And then they asked me, more recent if I had watched it and I said no and they were like I thought you I thought you loved Pokemon tisk tisk and I was like it's comments like this and I know like you're probably just joking and being playful but it's comments like that that really discourage people into calling themselves a gamer when maybe they only play one game or you know I can love Pokemon and not be kept up to date with every single thing yeah. that comes out because I don't have the time for that. I have too many interests to be right. able to stay on top of every every you know fandom that I that I'm into. <laughs> I have seen. I think that is an interesting thing. Where it's like if you don't know everything and keep up to date and know facts and you know you don't have to be a historian of your hobbies. Right? You like, can enjoy things without being the absolute wizard of knowledge. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. We actually talked about this a little bit on our first episode, just about how, you know, you can like one aspect of a fandom and be a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you one know. of the main points of this podcast is because there's so many diverse things that we can be interested in and there's so many even in those and so many niche areas that you can be interested in that if you, if you just want to, you know, come to, for example, the Percy Jackson novel series, you don't have to read all of Rick Reardon's work. You know what I mean? You don't have yeah. to go in on the, on the fan shipping. You can just really like the lightning thief and that's cool enough, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'm actually, um, I'm a forcer of video games though. If I have a party at my house, I am making people play video games. <laughs> I feel uh, like you have to, though. Yeah, it's but it goes way back, like, to college. I would make people play our Wii. Like, if you're at my house and there's more than three people, the games are happening, and you better be having a good time. <laughs> and what game is it? What What's popping in the system first? I'm going to but I'm gonna go back to college first because I think that, like, that was the Wii time, so that's very different. I would make everybody play Warrior Wear. Um, and I think Warrior Wear is such a weird game to explain to people. You're like, the game is like four seconds. Well, what do I do? Well, you might yeah. pick a you might pick a nose. Uh, you might squish a bug. You don't know. You're just gonna just push a button. Bust a move. Just, <laughs> just be instinctual. Um, and then of course Mario Kart, Mario Party. But there was this game on WarioWare that was like in the multiplayer. So it wasn't one of the micro games. Um, it was called Bungie. I wrote it down. Bungie Pals, Bungie Friends. <laughs> and you like one person holds the Wiimote next to their hip. And then the person next to you holds the nunchuck next to their hip. And you have to like jump and duck over obstacles. <laughs> and we, would, we would play that game for hours. We thought it was so hilarious. Um so yeah, I just have fond memories of like making people game in my house. For some reason, we fit. We would all play that. Like really? What the heck? I make people step on a scale in yeah. my house and play games. Like that's barbaric. How many push-ups can you do? Get down on the ground. And if you if you're not gonna do this, you're taking three shots. <laughs> Get on the scale Everybody, or drink. Everybody took me out for my 21st birthday and I had never really drank. So I was gone by like midnight. <laughs> I was toasted and everybody else played Mario Kart. And like, I was just on the ground, like whatever. <laughs> 
And I like I woke up the next day and they were like, oh, my gosh, we found all these shortcuts. It was amazing. And then they could <laughs> never they could never show them to me again because they were also so drunk. But they apparently found all these shortcuts. I don't know if they really did. <laughs> yeah. For all I know, their, their cart was just like ramming into the walls. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So do you ever play um, like the you can't drink and drive Mario Kart when you have people over? So like you have to. You'll do like the grant, not the Grand Prix, but like the one race, and you have to finish your drink by the end. But if you're drinking, you can't be driving. I have not played that. I have been around when other people have played it. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm also That's always so chaos. bad at Mario Kart that honestly, it wouldn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> I'll I'll sip my sangria and be in twelfth. It's okay. Maybe a bullet <laughs> bill will pull me through. <laughs> Uh, we played it actually um, not that long ago um, at my housewarming, but it was the Mario Kart uh, Double Dash. So it, you were in a team and both of you had to finish your drink. Um, so you either had to chug your drink while the other person was like racing or. Oh, but... and then when you switched drivers in the Double Dash, that was the other person. Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. yeah. I love Double Dash. I wish they would bring that back. Yeah, my friend had a copy of it somehow, um, but it was it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not one for drinking much, uh, so I always struggle with those kinds of games. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any other stories or? I mean, I can talk forever about games. Like I said, it's my whole personality. <laughs> Um, I had a Mario, a Paper Mario and Princess Peach wedding cake topper. What? Wow. Super gorgeous, obviously. That's amazing. But we always joke, like, if we cosplay that, like, I would have to be Mario because he's shorter than Princess Peach. <laughs> so I, I think that's still on my list of things to do. I was, I was going <laughs> to say, I think that actually needs to happen. Definitely. Um, for our one-year wedding anniversary, we went to um, an arcade. That's how we spent that. People think that's nice. weird. I love that. That's awesome. See, I knew you guys would get it, but not <laughs> everyone. Not everybody thinks that's cool. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm really good at basketball in arcades, like the nice the basketball shop. Like I don't know why it's my superpower. I wish I had a better superpower, but I can beat like. <laughs> Six foot five men will be there, and I'm like, schooled you. Uh, <laughs> just to put that into reference, I'm five four. Um, uh, but for some reason, we were playing, and I was schooling um, my husband. Obviously, I was. He was going down. My wedding <laughs> ring flies off my finger <gasps> and goes behind the row of basketball games. <gasps> like, no why? Way. What reason? Yes. On our one-year anniversary. So no. they have to, like, move the machine and get it. Oh, my God. And so now, even though that's never happened, like, I don't even know why that happened. Um, even though it's never happened, it never falls off, I, like, whenever we play basketball, like, I put it in my pocket. Yeah, you're just like, hold on. <laughs> take my earrings. <laughs> take my ring. <laughs> hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> That's insane, though, that it flew off of your finger and went in behind. It doesn't even track. I don't know. Maybe I'm not supposed to be married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, before, before we say goodbye, um, do you this is your time to plug anything that you want to plug. So any projects you're working on, your Instagram, anything like that, promote yourself. <laughs> well, I'm going to be in this new Johnny Depp movie. So make sure you go to AMC and watch it. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I wish that was true. I'd be so happy for you. By the time you release this, maybe it'll be true. Who knows? Oh, that's <laughs> true. Oh my gosh. Man, you have it. until about mid-summer. <laughs> Manifest it. Uh, no, just check, check me out. Check. I can speak. Check me out <laughs> on Instagram, Nintendolicious. Uh, hopefully, come check out my talk show with Roger Sage on Tuesdays at 8 
we're working on some technical difficulties, but game and talk <laughs> is usually a good time. We'll it's always there. a good time, even with the technical difficulties. <laughs> Bring some wine or beer. It'll make it more fun. <laughs> and every time Roger chunks out, take a drink. <laughs> what a loser. Just kidding. <laughs> um, you also have a YouTube, no? We do. It's will work for coffee because <laughs> I will. I'm from Seattle, so you give me <laughs> coffee, I'll do what you want. Fantastic. Well, Madison, thank you so much for joining us today. Honestly, this has been um, so much fun. Um, and remember, yeah. it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. You've been listening to the Nerdy Thoughts Podcast. Your hosts today were Mimi Q.U. and Ted Linden. Music and production for the Nerdy Thoughts Podcast is by Black Bear Sound Productions. Find us on our socials at Nerdy Thoughts Cast and tune in next time for another great interview with another big fan. Who knows? Maybe you'll find your new fandom. 